Growth and success only happen when you reach balance and harmony in your thoughts, feelings and actions. Everything you do today, do it with ease, grace and love. Results will come as a consequence. That's the law. But like as, as far as I'm concerned, looking backward, right? Because you can only connect the dot looking backward. And I think this is one of the best um, insight from an entrepreneur, which is coming from Steve Jobs, is when you start looking back, then you can, you can pinpoint, oh, I failed there, but then that gave me this insight or that experience. Then I failed there and this, this is what happened there. And then I failed there and then... Because it's not when it was all going well, you don't remember those. It's you're just enjoying them. It's really when you fall down, then you you pick yourself up and you say, Okay, let's keep going, let's keep moving, let's keep going after this big dream, this big vision, this 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 uh goal that I have that is so big I have zero clue how I'm gonna make it. But yeah, when absolutely. you can pick yourself up, then everything shifts, right? Well, exactly. So I often say to people, it's very, very, very easy to be motivated when everything's going well. And we all think that, look at us, we are so, we think in the right way, we do this, but everything's going well, right? You've got a choice. You can either allow it to control you and dictate your next move, or you rise above it and you say, well, what's my next move? Right. And you have to be grateful for those moments because that's what pushes us out of our comfort zones because it forces us to make decisions. It forces us into saying, well, what do I want now? Because no one makes these fantastic decisions when everything's going really well and you're earning an enormous amount and everything's hunky-dory. Very, or very few people. Everything that I've trained my mind to do, am I going to take all that strength and bring it to action now or am I going to allow the situation to really cripple me? And now what I've learned over time is whenever something like this happens, I say to myself, this is probably going to be the best ride of your life. Imagine that. And that is a shift because if you go back 20 years ago, if something of that nature happened and you just want to crawl into your bed and never get out. Yeah, you get into fetal position. Yeah. Why, why is that? Why are we going into fetal position? Is that the well, comfort? You know well, one, it's the comfort zone. I think what happens with people is that, you know, the concepts that you and I are discussing right now are very easy to intellectualize. So everyone can talk about it. We can sit down for days upon days and talk about mindset and positive attitude and things like that. Where the discomfort comes is actually using mm -hmm. and yeah, applying that's, that's sure. all the very simple concepts. So there's two things that I live by. Number one is you have to be attached to nothing and open to everything. Which means that you need to be, you need to have this mindset where barriers are not existent. So you cannot say to yourself, Here's, this is the reason why I can't do something. And Napoleon Hill's, uh, Hill calls it, you know, your alibis. I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too poor, I'm too rich. Um, if only I had this or that, you know, the circumstances. Mm. We tend to use a lot of alibis. So what we need to do is always, always keep training ourselves to think beyond that and, put, and look at things in a very different way. You know, Wayne Dyer says it beautifully, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change, right? Mm -hmm. So I live by that. I always say to myself, well, how can I look at this differently? How can I see this view completely in a different angle? And the more you train your mind, the better you get at it. 
like training your muscle. It's getting, it's getting like stronger. Muscle. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is, I think, you know, going back to your question there, um, you know, if you, and I'll ask you this question, if you want to build muscle, are you going to get that muscle definition that you want through reading magazines or watching someone else train? And, you know, the answer is very simple. No, you're not. So why do you think that just watching someone or just listening to someone speak about mindset training is going to build your muscle in the mind? That's a very good analogy. That's a beautiful analogy because most of the people are doing exactly this mistake. They're watching video on YouTube. They are reading some books, but they never put it into practice. So it doesn't work. Exactly. Exactly. So to build that muscle, you actually have to make it work. And to make it work, you have to be willing to listen to someone who's already done it, who's been very successful, and do exactly the same thing without questioning it. It's the same thing for bodybuilders, athletes. You know, um, like if you look at the top class worldwide athletes, that's exactly what they do. And so why does the average person think that they shouldn't do it? There's a really interesting article called um, The Corporate Athlete. And this is how, again, it all started for me after my conversation with my brother. It talks around how if you really want to succeed, succeed in the corporate world, and you can even say as an entrepreneur as well, you have to think like a top-class athlete. A top performer. Absolutely top performer. And mm. all you have to do is get those transferable skills, that are like what the psychologists work with and the coaches work with the, these top-performing athletes and embed it into your everyday life. And now, so that, and if anyone wants that um, study, by the way, I can send it through to you and make it available because it, I've, sort of it was probably about 19 years ago that I came across this when it was first published and it was one of the most like wow that's so true and again I was really fortunate because my sister is a four-time Olympian and so and she's 10 years younger than me so I was kind of like the one that was dropping her off to training and picking her up and things like that and we lived together before the 2000 Olympics for for quite a long time as she was training and so I saw that Couple it with with my brother and my mum's sort of conversations, and then couple it with the corporate athlete article, and I went, I can do that in my own way. So you are you consider yourself as a corporate athlete? I so love, now I, I see myself that. as an entre- I see myself as an entrepreneurial athlete now. Mm-hmm. So I just shift. It's just put a word in front of it, whatever it is that you want to be. Yeah. Absolutely. This is a beautiful picture, actually, because you can really transfer, especially if you love sports, you, you have the picture of what an athlete is, like if you love basketball, or baseball, hockey, or whatever, and you can transfer that, that your favorite player and you move that into the entrepreneur segment and, and dress him into this, this whatever you want to dress him with, but the, with the mindset of the athlete. And so then absolutely. you just go, you work with it. Exactly. So I'll give you an example, okay? My sister is a 10-meter platform diver, and she represented Australia four times in the Olympics. She's also a world, world champion, a Canamex champion, a whole host of different things. But every time I picked her up from uh, training, so she trained six days a week, four to five hours, sometimes six hours a day. Every time I picked her up, she was doing exactly the same thing, 
in the dry pits, not in the water. And so to me, it was like, well, you're doing the one percenters, right? You're doing, you, you, you are doing the very simple things every single day. The same way. Process in place in exactly the same way. And so we should not be any different than that. You have to develop processes, systems, rituals, visualization rituals, everything else. It's the simple things that will get you to success. And I think what happens from an average person's perspective is that we overcomplicate everything. But yeah, you but have as, to be as, willing to do the work. I'm sorry, you, you, yes. Yeah, you look as, a, as an average person now listening to you and just like, really, I've got to become like crazy like them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's not about being crazy. It's that I would use the word is devotion. So number one, it's devotion. And number two, it doesn't mean it's hard. It's actually a beautiful thing because what we're not doing as entrepreneurs is the physical exertion. But there's a law of sacrifice, okay? And the law of sacrifice basically stipulates that you have to sacrifice something for another thing if you want to get to where you want to get to. It's just that in our culture, we the word sacrifice is negative. But to me, I say to myself, no, no, sacrifice is actually a really positive word. I will sacrifice TV any day. I'll sacrifice sitting on the couch any day. I'll sacrifice gossip any day. I'll sacrifice a whole host of different things that are so non-productive any day of the week. And replace them with something that's going to help you to move forward toward what you want. Exactly. So I replace the TV with good reading. Mm -hmm. I replace uh, gossip with getting a notepad and just jotting down and becoming really creative. I'll forge out 20 minutes a day that I think is just my thinking time and me and, you know, with myself alone. And I have a real process that's in place and I don't deviate from that. And that's what you call devotion. And I'm more than happy to sacrifice everything else. <laughs>